Oh, they probably just took her for diagnostics and she's like booking it through the woods. <laughs> just like exactly like Twilight. <laughs> like it looks exactly like. <laughs> that would be fun. They're alive. Back to thrill and chill with you. Starring Count Zakula and the Matman. Watch them face off against classic monster legends of old. Welcome to Season 4 of Matt Makes Zack Watch Horror Movies. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Matt Makes Zack Watch Horror Movies. I'm Matt. And I'm Zack. <laughs> Why do you have a Batman voice? <laughs> I didn't try I'm to. wearing hockey pants. <laughs> you just blew out your mic. <laughs> I I held my breath while you were doing yours, and I was doing the moves. So when I went to speak, there was no air in my lungs, so it just came out like that. <laughs> I'm Zach. <laughs> I made him watch a horror movie. <laughs> Believe it or not, there's a theme and a plan, and and this is scripted, so you know yeah. we're just very good actors. So. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> right, but what did I make you watch this week, Zach? Oh, you made me watch a true horror movie because <laughs> <laughs> the title of this movie alone is real scary to me. <laughs> we watched my ex-wife Megan. <laughs> <laughs> but with a three instead of an E. I scared my friend because I texted him. I was going to hang out with him on Saturday and it was like Friday. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go see Megan tonight. And he like texts out this long thing like, what are you hey, doing? Man, what do you mean? Don't you do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. And, and then he was like, wait, I does he mean a movie? <laughs> and then Google is like, oh, good thing I didn't send that whole paragraph. <laughs> I know, I was trying to think of Megan puns, but I, I wasn't sure if it would make me a dick. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are some of those, Matt? Uh, Zach had to face something titled with his worst fear, and then I went and saw a movie about a little girl robot. Um, Zach had to suffer through something called Megan. That was for years, and then he watched this movie. Um, <laughs> see, too mean. It's too mean. I don't even mean it. I <laughs> it's good though. It's funny. No actual shade to Megan, by the way. So <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways we watched the movie <laughs> with the three <laughs> um zach what did you think of megan spoiler free up top what are you spoiler free i think if you listen to our krampus episode that is how i feel about this movie it couldn't pick a lane it either took itself way too seriously or tried to be funny. And my favorite review of this movie that I saw 
<laughs> which I sent you a, a screenshot of that didn't go through. <laughs> but uh, my favorite review perfectly describes how I feel about it. It's like someone took Twitter, fed Twitter memes into a AI script writer and made a movie out of it. I think that's 100% fair. <laughs> and the guy who put it in was a middle-aged man who's upset about iPad kids. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, a lot of the things in this movie don't make sense. Like, everybody knows the dance went in the trailer is like, oh, that's so fun. This movie is going to be fun. But in the movie itself, it made no damn sense. Why did she dance towards that man? No reason for it at all. Just to make a trendy TikTok See, dance. and that's when I locked into the movie. That That's the when I'm like, oh, I'm into this movie. <laughs> Why does the robot dance? Because if you're not on board with the killer robot dancing by this point, this isn't the movie for you. <laughs> well, the problem is the other 75% of the movie is about yeah. Yeah. parent Family death. Family trauma. It, it's All like right. trying to be hereditary. So like... <laughs> That's All right, the Zach. problem. I think it's time we we take the 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 the, the dangerous turn into the Cape Fear, where there's spoilers ahead. Zach, can you summarize this movie? Three, two, one, go. Oh, uh, we start out with a little girl uh, with her parents driving on an icy road. They die. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, this movie is going somewhere. I wasn't expecting this. She has to get taken care of by her aunt, uh, who every single time she's on screen, I just visualize her uh, with a tight ponytail, drinking milk, looking at a laptop, because get out, burn <laughs> that into my brain forever. And I'll never be able to look at her the same again. I had the same problem. <laughs> it's not her fault. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> um, and uh, she's a little OCD. She's a toy maker, but for whatever reason is making a complete AI robot in a toy maker and nobody's second guessing this or anything. Um, but it didn't lose me yet. I was like, okay, because Ronnie Chang is in it and he's funny, but he's way too likable to be the shitty boss. <laughs> um, and... Uh, yeah, so he's upset that she's spending all the company money to make a robot AI. Um, and uh, she succeeds because the little girl needs a friend. And she makes Megan. And Megan starts taking care of her and stuff. And then uh, gets a little too protective over her, commits the worst sin a horror movie can make, and kills a dog. Um, which True. they try to make that dog a mean dog and the neighbor a mean lady. But... They showed that dog being really cute before Megan killed it. And then the lady was like out every night calling for her dog. I felt so bad for that lady. I was not like, yeah, I can't wait to watch this lady die by Megan. That's going to be so satisfying. No, she was just sad her dog was gone. That sucks. That's why you don't kill dogs in horror movies. <laughs> I'm upset. Um, <laughs> anyways, Megan keeps spiraling. She rips the kid's ear off for some reason. Um, and uh, people don't suspect her, but then they do. They find out and they try to shut her down, but then she escapes and then she dances towards a man. 
the the <laughs> boss and kills him for some reason, even though her it makes no sense. Um, and now she just has uh, magical wizard technology powers and can just start up cars and have control over everything. Makes no sense. Um, but then, uh, in the best scene in the movie, the little girl takes control of a bigger robot and has a robot yes. smackdown with Megan. <laughs> that was cool. Um, they, they, they like crisper up and think she's dead, but then, uh oh, spooky, she's in the Alexa. Get ready for 15 Megan sequels because people are eating this movie up. The end. All right. And you know what I will say about this movie by the end of it, like the last like act of it where it just goes full balls to the wall. I am ready for the bad Megan sequel, quote unquote, bad Megan sequels where it is just that the whole time. I'm fully on board. So I am ready for those sequels where she has to escape an Alexa and like become a new killer robot. Zach, come on. <laughs> I am I'm leaning fully into what Mr. He dubbed me. <laughs> My name is Zachula because I suck the fun out of everything. <laughs> because uh, when I started taking like, screenwriting and storyboarding classes i was warned by my teacher that it would change the way i watch movies and i will not be a fun boot oh, <laughs> person to watch movies with. Does, yeah. and especially horror movies because we do this freaking podcast <laughs> so i've seen too yeah. many of them <laughs> so <laughs> that i cannot enjoy this movie because of like all the things i said like that was the main thing of the krampus sin of it just couldn't pick a freaking lane I have no problem with it not wanting to pick a lane. It's that one lane is so much more fun than the other. And like clearly like the people making it in the fun lane are having more fun making a big dumb B movie about a killer robot who dances. Mm -hmm. So just make that movie. Yeah. You know, like I, I think like, the huge issue is the pacing because this movie drags for like 40 minutes and then Megan shows up and then the movie becomes interesting. So I'm like, why isn't Megan introduced at the beginning? Well, I even, don't need the trauma of her parents to happen on screen. There's some time you can cut. Well, even I, then, you know, there's so much. Even I, when Megan shows up, it's like what they did in child's play where Chucky like didn't talk or was Chucky yet. And Megan was just kind of like the AI friend. And there was like the hints of the fun. So even that dragged it out even longer yeah. until it got to the last like 10, 15, 20 minutes. So it was just like. I I agree 100%. Like you, you sold me a killer doll movie and you tried to give me pathos and no one. Yeah. Making this movie was was equipped for that. Like I <laughs> the movie completely lost me when the therapist was talking to the aunt. Uh, going on this long rant about emotional connection with children and how the first thing they connect with and how it's bad that she's connecting to the technology. It was just so like these kids and their iPads these days. It just stop trying to say something with this movie with, with a dancing. Yeah, which robot. sucks because, because all of the stuff that's like the consumerism parody stuff of like the, the, what are they? The, the perfect friends or whatever yeah, that was fucking good. works for me. It yeah. rules. 
Like it should that it should be about that and about Ronnie Chang as her boss, and she should be more the main character. Like it should be less time split between her and the little girl. I get what they're trying to do, but like immediately, if it becomes about more about her and her team, we enter even more into B movie territory, and a lot of the issues become more forgivable because I'm just here to have a blast. Yeah, it's like it's like Puka versus Puka lives. Like exactly, th- this was both of those in one movie instead of picking yes, one. yes. Because um, the other thing was like, it w- whenever Megan was supposed to be creepy, the audience I was in laughed, like not in a like they're in on like they the movie was trying to make them laugh. It was like clearly like a supposed to be like unsettling part. But like the audience was just like, what the fuck? Like I heard so many what the fucks like throughout the entire movie. Oh, see, I th- I think a lot of the what the fuck stuff is is more intentional than people think. Because mm-hmm. I think even people who like this think that they didn't do it on purpose. But like looking at the people who made this behind like the camera, like because I think even the director did like the first orphan movie mm-hmm. and like the boy, uh, like he is a a B movie guy mm-hmm. like through and through. And you've got James Wan, who, like, I cannot wait until we eventually cover Malignant, because I think that movie is a perfect counter to this movie, Mm. (laughs) in that it is what this movie thinks it is. (laughs) Yeah. Where, like, everybody in the movie is taking it super seriously, but you can tell they're not taking it that seriously. You know, like, playing it straight in this kind of thing is 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 a hard thing to pull off. Like, I can only think of a handful of movies that that do it without having to veer super far into camp. Mm -hmm. And I think a little more campiness would really do Megan some good. Yeah. You know, because, because not going campy does a huge disservice. And why is this movie PG 13? Oh yeah. That was the other, that was the other thing. All of the kills are off screen. Anything that could have been truly her like horror movie esque was just the, the one place where they pushed it with the boy's ear, yeah. that whole sequence, like, I'm on board. I'm on board with Megan in that scene. <laughs> and, like, how, like, over the top it is. Once she had it, like, six inches away from his head and it was still stretching. <laughs> and I'm like, why isn't the whole movie like this? Yeah. I get, like, PG-13 lets you reach your, like, teen audience, but, like, they're gonna go see it. Yeah. Like, if it's R, they're going to go see this movie. Like, Bl- Bloomhouse produced this, and Bloomhouse have, has proven that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's, you know, that's what it felt like with, like, the dance and everything. Like, they were trying to reach TikTok and virality instead of just making a fucking movie, which is just annoying to me. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's always the problem with these movies is... <sighs> I'm so frustrated because, like, I want to like Megan. Mm-hmm. I really do. <laughs> that is the problem with this movie and with a lot of these movies that are like this, like Krampus. Yeah. <sighs> but you know, you know what? Let's be nice, Zach. What is your favorite scene in Megan? The robot battle, like the little girl Hell putting yeah. on the gloves and having a <laughs> robot battle with Megan was fucking sick. When when Chekhov's robot showed up 15 minutes into this fucking movie, I was like, hell yeah. Because <laughs> you just know it's going to pay off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that. 
Um, I'm I'm just like replaying the movie. What what about you? I'm trying to like replay the movie in my head. I mean, probably that scene. And honestly, as much as we're both maligning it a little bit, like the the scene where she's chasing Ronnie Chang, I was like, this is this is what this movie wants to be. I th- it should be this the whole time. I think as a, a sequence not within its place in context yeah. within the larger film um, which obviously has problems yeah. as it always does in a slasher movie but i think you know. what because um on letterbox i gave this two stars in krampus three and i think what pushed krampus one step above this even though it has the same problem is um the jokes like were kind of generic in krampus but they landed more like the jokes in this just felt so manufactured by an executive to me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a movie made for, for mass appeal as teenagers. Like, I I feel like I'm going to have to keep saying that. Well, it's just becoming more and more thing. Cause like, I've known people that have worked at Netflix and they like talking to executives, um, like, an executive is straight up told one of my friends of like oh yeah we're not interested in making something good we're interested in making something like that it was that um jane austen like yesification of a jane austen movie that everybody hated the the lady who made it it, is friends with um leland who's on the show um on our uh suspiria episode um yeah she was like, oh, my career is over. Netflix went back to her and was like, let's make 15 of these. And she was like, why? It was awful. And they were like, we don't care. It it got buzz and people clicked on it. So we want to make more. Like, that's, yeah. that's just the mentality of executives. And it's, now I know that it's like clear as day when I see it in movies now. I know, yeah. So like, that's why it just it's, bugs me more. I mean, it's a tough thing because like that's always been movies you know like i mean don't forget that uh, i mean the worst studio executive of all time whose name i shall not name at one point uh when miramax was going to co-produce lord of the rings asked if frodo could snowboard yeah that's right so you know like (laughs) it's tough because like Blumhouse doesn't give notes mm. or I mean Blumhouse gives notes but does not force their directors to take them that is Blumhouse's whole thing is if you're willing to work for typically outside of a handful of movies under five million dollars you will have final cut you will have final script approval and you don't have to take any of our notes if you don't want to mm-hmm. and we'll still release your movie um, if they've you know obviously they're They've approved things beforehand, I'm sure. But, I mean, that's, you know, how you wind up with fucking Halloween Ends. Uh, a movie. A movie that needed some notes. A movie uh, so bad we recorded an episode <laughs> and decided to not put it out. <laughs> but, like, so, like, I'm like, so so what happened to Megan then? Like, it was this one of the ones where they were like, no, we are going to give you notes. <laughs> like, Yeah. 
or or was this just funny to these guys? I mean, it is you know probably a bunch of white guys in their forties and fifties, honestly. Yeah, right? probably. Because like, <laughs> I mean, that's like I said, it felt like a middle aged man was like these fucking iPad kids, like. Yeah, but I mean, a number of years out from now, I mean, people kind of said the same thing about Child's Play. And like, oh, my God, they're just criticizing kids toys now. It's not that bad because there's so much satire in that movie, Mm -hmm. you know. So, well, this satire, I wonder if this satire will will age in a way that it will be of its time and more forgivable. And maybe I'll like this movie more Mm. than. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like. Because I think, yeah, it might be a movie that ages better because another thing that bothered me is the technology and the rules that it set up made no damn sense and didn't follow itself like a science is magic yeah yeah like because like that it has just become my ethos like story is king and story is first so when a movie doesn't put story first it just bugs the hell out of me like her whole motive being protect the little girl that's what makes her kill that's what made her kill the dog that's what made her kill the boy and that just like kind of all went out the window and she started like she killed the boss she killed the boss's assistant and it's like for no reason i think that was meant to be her distraction to get out yeah but everybody was freaking out about that so nobody was looking for a robot yeah but it just it's just like in chucky like chucky always had a reason why he was killing someone like he he? yeah he had to kill (laughs) his uh former partner to get back at him he was trying to kill the cop uh to get back at him he had to kill the kid to like take away it all had a reason like a clear very clear reason we'll get into it on the episode (laughs) but what about aunt maggie she didn't do anything well as he said aunt maggie is a total bitch (laughs) 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 so he had a reason (laughs) um but uh you, you got a good point you got a good point <laughs> um, but yeah it was, it just felt kind of like it set up a rule that it didn't follow and then with the technology all of a sudden she's unlocking cars and driving them and is in alexa like yeah which is tough because if if you want me to believe like that she's learning and now she can do wi-fi or whatever mm-hmm. uh <laughs> You know, because again, I, I am willing to believe to some degree science is magic. That is just how movies have always treated yeah. it. Uh, but the scene directly before this, they showed that she still had to be plugged into things to control them. Yeah. Literally, as they unplugged her, she lost control of it. If she could control things still, she would have kept controlling yeah. it. it. You're contradicting yourself in like within like two minutes of that scene yeah which i mean but at the same time a robot girl drove a lamborghini zach <laughs> like this movie rules <laughs> well i didn't catch it but olivia was saying um apparently in the trailer that lamborghini there was like a whole chase scene with it that wasn't in the movie like but it was in a trailer probably See, and that's the stuff that I'm sure they wound up cutting, and they left in all the stuff with the family thinking, like, that will make this movie better. And I'm like, no. It did. Killer robot <laughs> car chase. Better movie. Yeah. It. Yeah. But like I said, Zach, 
I'm really looking forward to what people will inherently dub the inferior sequels that you and I will love because they will focus on Megan, who is a true icon. When Megan goes to space, that's exactly <laughs> in Megan X. In Megan three, again, where the three is just a little bit bigger. Uh, <laughs> when she goes to space and then has to time travel to I don't know, reenact the scene from Interstellar and tell the little girl to save her or something. Uh, <laughs> what are your pitches for a Megan sequel, Zach? Um, I want to see Megan in the next Mortal Kombat game as a DLC character and oh, then I mean, yeah. Terminator and have Megan in the Terminator fight. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, Zach, I, you... I want to see Megan go toe-to-toe with other robots because, like I said, that last scene where she fought another robot was sick. Zach, I mean, here's my pitch. What is Blumhouse about? What is Blumhouse really about? As Jamie Lee Curtis likes to say, it's about trauma. That's what they sell trauma, on. Trauma, These trauma. two, this little girl and her aunt, generic lady who has job. <laughs> uh <laughs> are traumatized so what's she been doing she's been iron man three in it up she wants to protect herself why why build a suit of armor around me build a suit of armor around the world (laughs) she's got robots everywhere zach (laughs) robots that maybe megan could try to take over but oh no now she's trapped in a robot and they think they've won but did they and it's just an all-out robot battle for like the last twenty minutes. See, that's what that's what I'm, um, that's what I'm here for. Robot fighting. <laughs> yeah. Every time they think they've trapped Megan in an, into one robot, she can hop to another robot. But then they can take over the other robot and keep mm-hmm. fighting. They should just hire us to make these yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jason Bloom, give me a call. Don't worry. Well, in the middle of it, we'll, like in the background, we'll have two robots like breakdance battling so you can have your TikTok moment. So <laughs> someone will say savage. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do all white guys still think is hip? I, I'm trying to think of like stuff from like four years ago from now. <laughs> <laughs> Because by by three years from now in the future, that'll be the one one right? uh, one of the robots will hit the gritty, <laughs> and Matt doesn't even know what that is now. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping you mean gritty, the mascot. <laughs> it's a dance. It's a dance on TikTok. Yeah, I, I figured it was. I figured it was something like that. <laughs> Um. Yeah. <laughs> but like, legitimately, like, I really like the robot Megan, and I am excited that this movie did well because I do think that even the people who are like, "I love this movie," seem to be like, except for the first thirty minutes. Not you mystery. Know, like, <laughs> Does he like the sad he, he stuff? He said, oh, how dear. dare you? 10 out of 10. It's a perfect movie. <laughs> she, <laughs> Megan is an icon. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. I want more Megan. Yeah. I hope the sequels learn from the mistake of this movie and push Megan to the forefront. 
the way it, they, they honestly most slasher franchises wind up it doing is later cool on. now doing the podcast seeing a creation of a new horror icon because i haven't yeah. seen that in real time yet yeah because i think i think that's undeniable mm-hmm. is that like no megan is like megan is here to stay yeah. there will be megan cosplays and toys they, like at midsummer yeah there's Street. gonna be a megan horror maze at horror night for yeah. sure no doubt oh, and it would rule just have because it would only be the scenes with megan <laughs> yeah i just get a bunch of little animatronics and then have one of them be an actual little girl that runs at you yeah I know exactly what it's going to be, but I'm still into it, Zach. <laughs> as long as they do that robot fight scene at the end of the maze. Well, I was saying, everybody just, uh, you know, take a moment of silence and just think about a fun robot fight scene instead of me. It's a fake rhyme. Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> Second week in a row, we're mentioning well, Guillermo go. del Toro. <laughs> I mean, forget forget Quentin Tarantino. Get, We're always tying it to Guillermo del Toro this year. Yeah, this season it's Del Toro Hell season. Yeah. You know what I want? Megan too. Guillermo del Toro is the director. Damn. He would do something cool. Tell me you wouldn't watch. I that. would watch yeah. anything he does. <laughs> yeah, and he would fully understand and be like, "Yeah, the robot is the main character, yeah. right? Yeah. What do, What do you mean humans? No, no, no. She's like Hellboy. She is the main character." <laughs> there we go also speaking of that it was really hard to um uh, this might make me sound like a tick but <laughs> it was really hard to care about the little girl especially when she was like freaking out on the aunt and like whining and about megan and everything it was like man i was on your side because your parents died but you're making it real hard right now <laughs> Yeah, I was like, no, no kid. Like, I mean, I know kids throw fits, but like, <laughs> no kid would, even a kid would be like, well, they're not going to give me back my toy if I kick them in yeah. the face. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was real hard to care about that kid. <laughs> and it was everything with the kid like the 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 young actress actually does oh, like, actually, a great job yeah. i think her performance is one of the highlights of the movie and i hope that like i really do hope that her and allison williams come back because i think they their performances were good even if they were just kind of given cliches so that's why again building robots next movie uh in my pitch for megan 2.0 uh oh yeah <laughs> But um, the characterization they gave her, it's all almost more impressive that she could pull it off because, like, they could not decide what this kid was. Like, one minute she was, like, calm, sad, and contemplative. And the next minute she was just flipping yeah. out, which, like, probably would happen in, in the real world and does with, with trauma and things. But, like, in, in a narrative and, like, an arc, it just was, like, what no she, no she can't fly that quick between she is things. doing thing like, because movie wants megan to stay there to do thing not because girl yes. want to do thing but megan has to get exactly. to his plot yes it is uh, a thing we have talked about on here before yeah is this happening because they're for or but or is it happening because mm-hmm. 
This movie suffers from a lot of because. No, it's and then. Uh, why does the little girl throw a fit? Because. Yeah, and, and, then, or, and then. Thank you. Yeah. Little girl th- yeah. throws fit. And then Megan gets to stay. And then Megan tears yeah. boy ear off. Right. Yeah. When it's like, I don't know, Megan's a fucking all-powerful robot. She could just go on her own. She could sneak out. We could get a sneaking out of the lab montage. Are you kidding me? Just keep doing the thing that they did sometimes where like Megan's there. Now Megan's not there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they probably just took her for diagnostics and she's like booking it through the woods. <laughs> just like exactly like Twilight. <laughs> like it looks exactly like <laughs> that would be funny. See, that would be a movie that knows what it is. Exactly. The movie should laugh with you. I feel like this movie laughs with itself the audience will laugh or it doesn't laugh la- at all the, the audience laughed like, at the movie not with the movie exactly yeah like when she's saying titanium i i know they're it was on the nose and trying to be funny but the my entire audience was just like oh, i thought it worked what? but <laughs> My audience was just on my side of, of history. I don't think my audience wanted to be at a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> like it had that vibe where like people came in like late yeah. and like looked angry about it. And I was just like, oh, oh man. Like, well, what, what time and day did you see it? Like seven o'clock on like a Saturday. Uh, yeah. I saw Puss in Boots. <laughs> It was a weird I vibe. I saw Puss in Boots 7 p.m. on that same Saturday, and it was a... I know you did. We were texting about it. was a room full of adults, maybe two children there, fucking eating that movie up, laughing hysterically, crying. I gotta go see it. That was the best movie of 2022. I got my, I got my like, uh, movie pass Hell yeah. back, so I gotta go. I, mean, I have it as well. I will see it again. It is the perfect movie. <laughs> Not a single movie beat it out in 2022. <laughs> And that's on God. All right, all right, all right. I mean, everything, everything, everywhere all at once came out this year, but you know, I. Uh... But does it have um, uh, Guillermo from What We Do in the Shadows voicing a therapy dog that uh, comforts Puss in Boots when he's having a panic attack? Tears, Matt. Tears. Does your movie have the rock scene, Zach? Scene with the rocks. Does your movie have Rakakuni, Zach? I didn't fucking think so. It has. We're a horror <laughs> podcast, by the way. <laughs> and neither of our favorite movies this year were horror movies. None of my favorite movies are horror movies. Oh, no, a couple of mine this year. No, were, I just mean in but, general. I, <laughs> just out of movie's history. I guess Coraline kind of counts. Oh, Coral- Coraline <laughs> counts that. Coraline's a horror movie. They sew buttons into people's <laughs> eyes in that movie, Zach. <laughs> All right. So, Zach, uh, we've come a long way around here, but any closing thoughts on man? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I play up a character a little bit on the show of like, like I said, Mr. He dubbed me Zachula because I sucked the fun out of everything. And I play into that um, for the sake of entertainment. (laughs) But I don't know. It is kind of annoying, like with this and Hellraiser to like come out of it, be like, 
how that like movie had a whole lot of problems, but just seeing the entirety of the internet being like, yes, that was the best right. shit ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like not giving like actual like movie reasons, but just like that yeah. was an iconic character. I had fun, therefore yeah. it is good. Um, which, which is, is like, fine. Yeah, if not you a had thing. fun, yeah, if you yeah, enjoy yeah, a movie, like, like your movie and everything. If that's what you were looking for. I, see, that's what I was looking for from this movie. And I ultimately didn't have as much fun yeah. as I thought I would. That's all it comes um, down to. I, you know. Yeah. Because like we, you know, it was a real shit movie, but we had fun watching it. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out last year. Yeah. I I I was gonna th- I was thinking about including that on my list when you asked me favorite <laughs> horror movies. Like, I had a blast with that movie. It's got it's got some real mm-hmm. problems, but uh, when it works, it really works. Yeah. I I would actually I think that it would make a again an interesting double feature with something like Megan, where it's like these movies are so uneven but when they work maybe they sing like <laughs> yeah um yeah so if you had fun if you enjoyed making more power to you it, yeah it's just like i know everybody can relate to this feeling because i'm sure it's happened to everybody at some point where you watch a movie and like just had the complete polar opposite reaction to it that the the majority of everyone else is and it's just like it's just kind of annoying to like deal with that because it's just like, why yeah. doesn't everybody well, else I, see what I've I been see? On like, yeah, it's the worst. I remember seeing Spider-Man three theaters and being like, "Good movie," and everyone being like, "No, Matt, um, you're wrong." Yeah, I was a child, so <laughs> I was like seventeen. I don't know. I was just like Spider-Man three, and then no one, no one talked to me about it because I was a child. I could just enjoy thing and that'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, I had on like, you know, a Spider-Man shirt and a Spider-Man backpack and some Spider-Man shoes. So I'm sure everyone was just like, I'm not going to ask him what he thinks. And uh, we did that to go see Endgame <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah, I know. You say it like it's my first rodeo, Zach. I know what's up. Come on. <laughs> you think I didn't own a like spider-man hawaiian shirt in middle school i fucking did (laughs) i had a spider-man 3 uh mask that was reversible so you could flip it and be the symbiote one and flip it and be the normal one and my eyelashes were too long and stuck out of the eye holes and it hurt to blink but i wore it anyways for a second i I thought we were just going to get into a Hulu Spider-Man 3 or more off. And I was going to be like, I have the Spider-Man 3 soundtrack on vinyl. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a picture disc. <laughs> uh, I watched No Way Home again last night. And it's, it's a good it's, movie. It's so fun. But uh, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. love shitty movies. But see, so it's okay to, yeah, everyone gets, everyone experiences things differently and that's what makes things awesome. And as always, let us know what you yeah. thought of Megan. Um, like, I love hearing different yeah. opinions. I, I will never fight anybody on why they should or should not like a movie. So if exactly. you enjoyed Megan, cool. Yeah. But what about you, Matt? Um, I think you summed it up, you know, pretty pretty well. I, if you enjoyed it, I totally get it. 
I wish I liked it more than I did, but I didn't hate it. Like, I want to be clear about that. As much as I'm making fun of it, I got to go to the movies. I had a good time. You were also, you know, you like, also it was a, <laughs> so, hell yeah, I was. I had an entire bucket of fucking popcorn, Zach. <laughs> so that is, uh, might, that might have been the fun. <laughs> <laughs> a little less well then now i know how i'm watching megan three zach a little, little less credit to megan and a little more credit to your weed <laughs> shout out to my dealer uh, <laughs> um all right. Well, Zach, where can everybody find you? Before you find me, join us next Friday because we're doing Child's Play. Because oh, yes. somehow, yes, quite we have not done feature. that yet. And everybody always is like, "How have you not done Child's Play yet?" So, I figured yeah. this is a perfect follow up. Um, so, listen mm-hmm. to us next week. But you can find me now on my Star Wars YouTube channel and social media, <gasps> Kaz Cantina, C A Z cantina you know how to spell that i i hope you do <laughs> yeah it's spelled do 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 yeah, right exactly. <laughs> i don't have anything up yet but stuff's coming soon starting with me and matt watching the star wars holiday special it's, it's, quite it's essentially an, a, a full feature length episode of matt makes that <laughs> <laughs> but matt where can everybody find you uh, you can find me on uh, everything as I draw paintings. And lately I've been uh, streaming a lot over on the Matt Makes Zach Instagram page. Uh, just hanging out, drawing and talking about movies. So everybody come yeah, by and say hi. So he, he makes, he makes the, some, some glorious, oh, he makes yes. some vests and some sweaters. Yes, we got Zachula there. He, this was my <laughs> Christmas present. Zachula on a sweater. So it's very funny that I now have something with my face on. <laughs> I knew if there was one person who would love owning their face on something, it was Zach. <laughs> it's okay. I have one yeah. with my face on it. So, <laughs> uh, check out Matt. Matt makes makes things yes. on his own without me. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, now start singing Titanium. <laughs> You shoot me down, but I won't fall. I am titanium. See you next week. There you go. As the Vox fades, we thank you for listening to this bizarre journey into cinema. If your morbid curiosities hunger for more, you may summon our horror bros at matmakezack.com. On Twitter and Instagram at MacMakeZack. Or if you dare, say George Lucas three times into a mirror for a visit from our phantom menaces. You may now return to your mortal plane of existence. Until next week, as Matt makes Zack sit through another chilling apparition. Mwahahahaha! <laughs>